This is a HeadGum Podcast. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Dynasty. Watch it Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on The CW. You will yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we're recording live or taped. We're recording. (laughs) We're always technically live. San Francisco's The Castro. Live from cell block D on Alcatraz. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know you could podcast from prison? Oh, well, there's that good podcast from prison. Yeah, we are recording in San Francisco because we have a show this week in San Francisco. Too bad it'll be... Well, it'll be... It was yesterday. Oh, it went so yesterday. well, guys. It went so well. I know. We can't even promo the show because it already happened in the yeah. past. Um, but thank you to everyone who came. We assume that a lot of people did come. And we assume that it was really great for everyone who did. Uh, thank you so much for coming and having just a fantastic time. Crazy that, crazy that Rita Ora showed up at the show and was like, what up, guys? Rita Ora showed up. BB Rexa showed up. Everyone showed up. We're staying in a hotel that's very noisy, so I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do about any stray noise. But the good news is, this is who's there, so it's mostly going to be calls anyway. It's mostly your bad calls and your bad noise versus Mm, our bad noise. Your hideous noise. All of you should be calling in through uh, USB microphones instead of your shitty phone calls, (laughs) instead of your shitty phones. (laughs) Moving on, let's just get to it. Actually, this deserves an introduction from me, since you're going to have to do most of the talking, Lindsay. We obviously got more calls. Honestly, truly, we have never received this many calls on a single subject, and that subject is Lindsay and I forgot that Carly Kloss is dating a Jewish man. <laughs> First of all, shout out to all my Jews and Jew knowers. I still there st- are I, so many calls. I mean, it's I it's it's probably maybe it's close to a hundred calls. I, I definitely knew she was dating Kushner. We definitely talked about it, as you will learn, or you maybe you have learned in two years of episodes. I have a really bad memory. I forget what I say immediately after I say it, which is not great for accountability. Um, is great for comedy, but I will say I stand by the fact that Carly Kloss is the type of person who's never met a Jew in like the idea of it being like a joke format. The idea that she's been dating a Jew is kind of beyond that. You know, facts don't matter to all of you out there who also listen to Jesus and Miro. Facts don't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I have to say is do the Kushners really count as Jews? Mm. <laughs> why is that? You keep saying that, but why do you? What they do just you like mean by don't that? claim them. You know, they're not like Ivanka Trump doing Jewish culture is just not okay. Like we can't. I just can't claim. I just can't claim the customers as Jews. I just can't. You can't. We just don't. Like, do you think that they eat bagels? No. Do you think that they? Uh, you know, so Abraham would be like, mm. right? I just feel like <laughs> you can't, remember, mm, you can't really revoke it, but I just you know. I would I would say that it's not, you know. I mean, it was what am I exaggerating with 100 calls? I think it's not close 100. To 100. It's, it's not 100. It's, it's scores of them. It's at least like 60, 70. I mean, it's just what's aside from the fact that that whatever, it's amazing that that's the thing that got everyone to call in out of all of the things we've gotten wrong. Like, this is it. People always say they don't want us to talk about politics. And the moment we avoided talking about politics, people come out of the work to complain that we didn't, even though the complaint was actually that we also got shout out wrong. to all you like but... Carly Clossies who were like standing up for your girl, like the future Carly Klosserman, Klosserberg, Klosser Strauss. And, and also, when you think about it, Klaus, when you think about it, it's perfectly reasonable to assume that just because everyone says that she's dating Josh Kushner 
I mean, they are, though. Mm. They are, though. Mm. I just feel If you believe the Kaler rumors. I mean, have you ever seen that episode of Sex and the City where where Charlotte, like, converts to Judaism? The next day, Charlotte boldly went where no York had gone before. The synagogue. Shalom. Where would I find the rabbi? Where she like have t- I ever seen where she an gets in the mikvah? In yes. my mind, that's like yes. Carly. That's like Carly and Ivanka like going to like the pool together to like get a mikvah or whatever. It's just well, not. also, but Charlotte really, Charlotte was doing it very earnestly. Mm. Like Charlotte really wanted mm-hmm. to be a Jew mm-hmm. for Harry. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. you know, Harry. That's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> that character. That was a real Jewish stereotype right there. So you're saying right that there. if Carly Kloss were dating Harry from Sex and the City, you would have no problem remembering her love Oh, life. I mean, if Carly Kloss was walking around with, with that actor, what's his name, Harry from Sex and the City, I would be delighted to have her. This Kushner thing is just really throwing a wrench into all the good things about Judaism, which means, like, we don't have to celebrate any actual holidays to be Jewish and bagels, and that's it. You know? Okay. Like, that's it. Okay, but I can't stay out late because I have a 9 a.m. conversion class at the synagogue. You had a two-hour class today. I know! I'm accelerating my studies. There's just so much to take in. The history, the tradition, the philosophy. Oi! You guys! That was my first oi! <laughs> Moving on. Hi, Weekly. Uh, my name's Taylor. Long time, long time. And I'm just calling because I just left my grandmother's house. Um... My grandfather, blessed him, passed away about seven months ago. And when I was at my grandmother's house today, she told me that she's recently discovered a sitcom called Kevin Can Wait, and it is the first time she has laughed in months. So I personally have never seen Kevin Can Wait, but the show makes my grandma laugh. Um, I mean, like, it was probably more morbid than funny, but I found it hilarious. I thought you guys would be the only people who would appreciate it. Uh, good form, Bella form. Thank you and have a great day. A really brief Kevin Can Wait update. I just feel like, yeah, we give Kevin Can Wait a lot of shit for literally everything about it. But Kevin Can Wait made uh, an old widow's life a little bit better. That's kind of sweet. You sh- Did you tell her about Who Weekly, though? She should listen. Yeah, get your grandma. We don't really care. We're not going to be that charmed by this until you bring receipts that your grandma is now a listener of Who Weekly, because that will make her really laugh. But it will only enhance her viewings of Kevin Can Wait because of all of the Kevin Can Wait updates. There actually are more Kevin Can Wait updates, but we'll save them for the next episode. We will not be satisfied until someone calls in and says that their uh, elderly grandparent, elderly grandparent's life has been improved by Who Weekly. So get on that. My grandmother's final words before she died were good, good form, form Bella Thorne. Thorne. <laughs> good form, Bella Thorne. Oh, God. Honestly, take away the podcast. Um, and now into the actual calls. Here we go. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, so I was on Instagram the other day, just kind of like scrolling through, and I saw two people, including Bobby's arch nemesis, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Um, post about Frito Pie. Um, and I was confused because, first of all, I have no idea what Frito Pie is. And second of all, why are Jim Jim Parsons, is that his name, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson eating Frito Pie together? Um, yeah. I feel like Bobby should know. He's from Texas, isn't he? Seems like a Texas thing. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Good form, Bella Thorne. 
Bye. Before Bobby, like, goes <laughs> off, <laughs> I just want to warn him to watch what he says. <laughs> he doesn't need another nemesis in this world. He already has one. Who else could I pot? None of these people are my nemesis. I don't care about anyone else in this situation. Except for your Jesse nemesis. Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Okay. So, yes. Bobby, your thoughts. Um, so, a while ago... Uh, maybe a week ago, I first saw evidence of JTF and Justin Mitka. That's his husband's name, right? Mm-hmm. And Jim Parsons and some who person. Jim Parsons of Big Bang Theory. Jim fame. Parsons of Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon fame. Justin and- Ferguson of Modern Family and Bobby's Nemesis fame. <laughs> and Adam Roberts, who is. Do you notice I'm deciding to as a very a, a friend of, a friend of mine who's doing? a friend of mine who's a recent listener told me that we often skim over people that he doesn't know and we okay. don't say who they are. <laughs> so Go ahead. that's good. Thank you for giving context. Hey Brian. Um, Adam Roberts, who is the a who in the situation. He's not really a who. He's just a, a nobody. He's a person. He's currently a TV writer on The Real O'Neills, but he became famous, quotation marks famous, uh, by writing books about, like, writing cookbooks and chef's books. He goes by the Amateur Gourmet online. You probably read his blog. His blog is, like, pretty popular It's good. It's good. It's a good blog. Anyway, he's friends with that sort of L.A. gay crew, that very specific L.A. gay crew that involves... Jesse Taylor Ferguson, his husband, and Jim Parsons. Um, <laughs> oh, and so God. he had them over for like a week ago. I guess this happened a while ago. One of them shared an Instagram before the blog post went up on the Amateur Gourmet. But he had his friends over for dinner. And this blog post goes into him like deciding what to cook. What's he going to cook? Oh, I'm going to make chili. And I'm going to serve it over Fritos. And in Texas, when you serve chili over Fritos, well, first of all, it's why make chili if you're not going to serve it over Fritos is what I always okay, say. Okay, well, there's... Th- sure. That's what Frito pie is. It's literally just any kind of chili, traditionally beef chili, though you traditionally has beans in it. But I know that's sort of a regional thing, whether or not you put beans in chili. Growing up, we always had beans in beef chili. I currently just make chili out of beans now but i always serve it over fritos this is ridiculous listen Lindsay. this person asked about frito pie and i'm I telling know, you no i just traditionally who is frito pie up, no the, all of these things are important so growing up like when i would go to my brother's football games high school football games the concession stand sold frito pie and they would serve it by taking an individual bag of fritos slicing off the top pouring chili inside and then dumping cheese you also on top. save in like uh serving wear. you save in serving wear it's too. just it's great on every level it's easy and it's easy you can hold it you, you can, can take eat it something the out of a bag right? oh i'm starving so speaking of oh, people God. eat frito pie in bags at like high school concession stands like high school football games otherwise be civilized and eat it in a bowl don't serve it in a bag it's stupid so that's what sort of bugged me about this post even though this guy's chili recipe does look pretty good <laughs> Anyway, so Jesse Tyler Ferguson is there. And this photo of them is like the funniest thing in the world because it's like all of them posing with their giant, not individual bags of Fritos, like medium-sized bags of Fritos that they've cut open from the center and then like dumped the free- the the chili into. And they're just like smiling. Also, it's like Jim Parsons who has more money than God. So is Jesse Taylor Ferguson. What's the thing they can them, afford like, plates? No, but it's just like funny imagining them like eating out of a bag. <laughs> I mean, it's a gimmick. It's just funny to take the gimmick indoors as if you're having like a dinner party and you're like, okay, here's your like dirty chip bag. Um, to be fair, I recently went to a dinner party where I learned that, do you know that in England, 
they have this thing where, you know, if you take like a big bag of ruffles, mm. they open it all the way down the spine in the back and it opens like this. Oh my God. And they just eat, they put it in the center of the table. And it's amazing. And my friend Joe did it. And then I was like, this is iconic. How did, why would you ever reach your hand into a bag ever again? It should only be pub chips. Anyways, continue. Um, the best thing, the only other good thing about this blog post is that the person who opens up, who figures out how to open up the bag, none of them know how to serve it out of the bag. Wait, and even it's the G- main guy? Even the main guy. It's Jesse who decides he's going to cut a square in the top of the Fritos bag. And he demonstrates, according to this blog, the best way to cut a square into a Fritos bag. First of all, that's not you serve. You just cut it off the top. Yeah, you just cut and the then top. You would, it's really it stupid. Okay. But of course, no offense to my nemesis, but no t- offense to I my mean, nemesis. I mean, literally all you do is offend your nemesis. Of course the bad idea comes from my nemesis. Yeah. Uh, and that's all That's all I really have to say about this. But that's a really long-winded answer. But you have to know what Frito Pie is. It's delicious. Next time spends, you make... Spends 40 minutes. That's all I have to say about this. That was the real this. question. If we named this episode anything, we'd name it Frito Pie? Question mark? Oh, God. If you want to make chili again in the near future, it's winter, it's fall... Pour it over Fritos if you've never done it before. It's Obviously. amazing. Obviously. Or amazing. literally any chip. I mean, I mean, I know that any feels chip. like bastardization, but like Corn any chip, salty chip. Any salty chip is fine. Like I've done it over um, like just like Tostitos, mm-hmm. but it's better. Like Fritos are just like a thicker, more substantial They're also saltier chip, than they're saltier. most chips. Yeah. Um, they're delicious. This recipe is way too complicated. You don't okay. have to use it. Do not but, go um, into it. Chili is really easy to make and find. Fritos are really easy to make and find. You don't make. need to eat it out of a bag. Do not eat it at a bag unless you are at a high school football game. That's all I have to say. All, I'm done. all That's you it. have to say. I'm cutting That's this up. down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm cutting this down. I'm going to cut this down. Bobby talked about Frito Pie too long. Look, I get one opportunity to talk about Frito Pie. Let me have it. Look. <laughs> okay, Next go. call. Also, can you make Frito Pie next time? Yes. Thanks. Hey there. First time, long time. I just got home from work and was just winding down with my Netflix. And lo and behold, First thing that pops up is this new Bella Thorne Netflix movie called The Babysitter, where she plays a satanic cult member who is also a babysitter. Please explain. This is very shocking. Good for Bella Thorne. Lindsay, did you finish this movie? I didn't. I fell asleep in the middle. Yes, I did. I finished it. I mean, I was kind of like zonked out of my mind after this, after the, you know, whatever. I I gave it an honest shot. This is a movie on Netflix. If you're thinking, yeah, there's been a lot of like weird exclusive Netflix movies with Bella Thorne. The answer is you're right. It is weird. I don't know what is going on. Um, A lot? There's only, what are the other ones? The You Can Count On Me. That's it. Uh, And there's one more. There's three? I don't know. Mm. Anyways, two's a lot, I think. (laughs) For Bella Thorne, yes. (laughs) I mean, she doesn't star in this one. This is a movie directed by Mick G. You might remember him from Charlie's Angels movies. He was like, he was kind of like um, a Michael Bay director for like a hot minute. He did music videos. He was famous for blowing things up. Mm -hmm. He was really like, he didn't really do as much as you think when you look back. Yeah. He was talked about way more than what he actually did. So this, this movie, if you watch it, it feels very much for the Vine generation because it's shot in literally every single way that a movie can be shot. It's like first person, um, voiceover, dream. It's every single version. There's a million explosions, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. It's about like an evil babysitter. But I guess the the funniest thing for me is that you know how Netflix does that like A B testing. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Netflix, here's a fun fun fact for you. Just notice, 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 notice the how the icons for all the movies and TV shows change. So sometimes you might see one, you might see another. Basically, what's happening is Netflix at some has, point it evens out. 
usually. Well, usually everyone sees the same one if the movie's been on Netflix for like five months or something. Mm-hmm. You'll have to ask them. But anyways, they do this incredible intricate A-B testing with their icons to get people to click where they'll get, they'll put in maybe 10 options for photos. And who, whichever one uh, performs the best will be the one. And so you can see literally if you see a movie like Bobby always likes to out Carol. They finally – it. The one that is there all the time now is the, a photo of Kate Blanchett and the girl who plays Rindy, her daughter. So but it's for a, a while woman, it was Rooney Mara. Right. One time it was Rooney and Kate and uh, Kate in the in the little eye in the thumbnail. But now that's the one that I see all the time. So it's like they choose the ones that people click on the most. Right. So so what they're saying is Carol is better marketed as a movie about a mother and a child yeah. versus a movie about like I mean, a that's gay the, romance. That's the insinuation. Yeah. Anyways, what I thought was funny about this one is you notice, and this is I think someone called about this too. Is that the the pull image is Bella Thorne in the cheerleader outfit, like, like laying out, sucking a lollipop. Bella Thorne is not the star in this movie. She's, She's not even close to it. being the star of this movie. She has a good. You didn't see the end. She like comes back for oh. like a good scene. I at only the watched end. her like make out with the babysitter. Yeah. Like a really like it was supposed to be silly, obviously, but it was like a really extended like tongue. No, well that was the scene. I know, and then it's she like, gets tongue, 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 tongue. She gets shot in the boob. Oh no, I saw that. And yeah. the joke is like my boob, like mm. save my boob. Mm. But then you're like, is this joke over? She comes back to life at the end. She's still like my boob, and you're like, wow, okay, okay so I didn't make great. it to the end. Anyways, fun to watch, I guess. Maybe there's also a Vine person in it, so it's definitely a targeted movie for maybe not you, caller, mm-hmm. but definitely for children. Um, but there's I'm, a who in it. There's a who, yes, the the main person that I think we should point out is the star, this actress, Samara Weaving, mm-hmm. um, who, this is not her first horror movie, I think she was in one of the Evil Dead ones, and she is, Bobby saw her name and just started saying, I was like, is she Hugo Weaving's daughter? Is she Hugo Weaving's daughter? Because she Hugo was born Weaving's in Australia, her last name is Weaving, and I was like, she's Hugo Weaving's daughter, she's Hugo Weaving's Turns daughter. Turns out, no. she's Hugo Weaving's niece. <laughs> Honestly, it's like pretty much I mean, the, the same. Thing, but the thing about Australia is that everyone's Hugo Weaving's niece. <laughs> like, yeah. she kind my of friend looks... from Australia is Hugo Weaving's niece. Right. I mean, everyone's the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> In Australia, everyone's related. She looks kind of like a Margot Robbie. Robbie? 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 You know what? I've never... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's Robbie. Hi, I'm Margot Robbie, and I'm going to teach you some Aussie slang. Robbie? 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 I think it's Robbie. Hi, I'm Margot Robbie, and I'm going to teach you some Aussie slang. Remember that video of her saying all that Australian slang? Yeah, that's good. She looks like Margot Robbie. She she looks to me like she she's very... The movie is not good, but she's very good, I think. And I think she is going to be a thing, if only by my own, like, tingly spider sense or whatever. Mm-hmm. Spidey spider sense? Spidey sense. Thank you. <laughs> Spidey sense. No, she's, a, she's, she's compelling. She's good. Yeah. She's got a presence. She's got a presence. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was in the Evil Dead show. I didn't know it even existed. It's called Ash versus Evil Dead. That's what I just said. She's, oh, it was a, it was a TV show. show. I thought it was a sequel for the thing. She's also in the Charlie Puth video for Attention, which I vaguely remember. Oh, that just came out. That song is big. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, uh, don't watch this movie. But you know what's pretty good? Oh, you know what? Her big... I love whenever we're discovering things as we're recording. Yeah. Her big break might be she's in the new... um, uh, What's his name? Martin McDonough movie. Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, that's going to be a big movie yeah. with What's-Her-Face. With Frances McDormand. Yeah. So she's in it. She plays someone. Who knows? But she's in it. That could be a thing. So she'll, like, be around. She might be in the conversation because of this movie. Yeah. Who knows? Anyways, I'm trying to get us off this topic because yeah. it's, it's over. Let's move on. 
Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Bobby. This is Emily calling from Los Angeles. I originally was going to call you because I wanted to point out to you that Ariel Winter, Winter is related to Pugsley from the Adams family. But then last night I was given this little gem of information, and I was introduced to a person that is called Angeline. I'm not sure if that's how you say it, but it's spelled A-N-G-E-L. Y-N-E, and she is apparently an L.A. staple. She drives around in a pink pink Corvette, and she looks crazy. But um, anyway, I don't know who the fuck this woman is, but she did just raise a lot of money to put up a billboard of herself in Hollywood. So I was wondering if you could help me figure out who this lady is, and that's it. Thanks. Also, chocolate is salad. Oh, wow. Chocolate salad. Amazing shout out <laughs> to chocolate is salad. Oh, chocolate is salad. Um, for anyone who doesn't remember chocolate is salad, you see the thing is that <laughs> cocoa beans were a plant and plants go in lettuce and lettuce is a salad and chocolate is a salad, right? What's the saying? <laughs> I want to get it that right. That was the top of my head. I want to get it right. Here it is. Chocolate comes from, co- from cocoa. Cocoa beans grow on trees. Trees are plants. So chocolate is salad. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for reminding me of it. It's still funny. It's still funny. It's always funny. First things first. What was the thing she asked first? She asked, Well, first, let's talk about Angeline because yeah. this is the problem. You can do this quickly. Angeline, I didn't know about Angeline until that thing was published in the Hollywood Reporter. Anyone who lives like, in LA knows about Angeline. Angeline is an, a local LA celebrity in that she drives around in a bright pink car and that says Angeline. And she's kind of this mysterious character who no one really knew the origin of. Until recently, she was kind of... Uh, quote unquote doxxed by a journalist being this uh, as having being this other woman it was a little controversial because people were like how dare you um kind of go against her wishes and say who she is and who say give her whole origin story her age and where she's from and i guess she's jewish wink wink oh interesting wink, speaking wink. of judaism wow. we can claim her that was the most oh, exciting you claim thing to me. well that was the most exciting thing for me is that she's secretly jewish but Anyways, she is kind of this just local L.A. person. It's interesting that she's raising money to put up a billboard. She used to have a billboard at one point, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, basically ask anyone who has lived in L.A. for over a few years. She doesn't really do anything Everyone's seen her and taken photos with her. And she used to be kind of part of the local nightlife scene when that was a thing. It reminds me of, I mean, I feel like every city town has this, but there was someone, and it's not the same thing at all. There was this guy who lived in Austin back when I was in college there, but also long before I was in college there, but I would see him around a lot, and he died maybe 2009 or 2010. It was after I moved to New York that he died, but it was his name was Leslie, and it was just this, like, sort of eccentric homeless guy who Mm. was always, he was around for decades. Really? And I feel like he, I feel like he had sort of a place to live, but he would, he was always around. It was just like, you would see Leslie, and he'd just be walking around downtown. He was Oh, he was nice. He was nice. He was never, there were never, as far as I recall, maybe there were a couple incidents of, like, he was They wouldn't write about him ever? There was some stuff. There was some stuff in, like, local papers, but it was like, oh, hey, Leslie, there's Leslie, but, like, no one really knew his story, other than, like, it was, like, vaguely sad. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Angeline is at one point she was like a nightlife character, kind of like I think of Party Monster and Michael Alec and stuff mm-hmm. like New York. Like she was part uh, of LA Nightlife. Like there'd be like a movie premiere a and she would be there. Right. Well, obviously she didn't murder, but <laughs> but there'd be like a premiere and she'd be there. And now she's more kind of like a like a 
just around like versus around. coming to the going to these yeah, events. Like, oh, anyway. there's there's yeah. Angeline, whatever. But uh, the the most important thing that was buried here is that <laughs> how dare this caller like start with the most jarring news I've ever heard and be like, but that's not important right now. Let's tell yeah. you about Angeline, which to be fair, we just explained, <sighs> but. Excuse me, Pugsley? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. So Pugsley from Adam's Family Values. And Adam's Family. To me, the, the most movies, important Adam's Family. The remakes, like the modern right, versions. To, and to, if you are a millennial, those to you are the most important ones. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Christina like, Ricci is Wednesday. Don't call me. I mean, call me young. I'm very young. I'm extremely young. But like those to me are the most important. As a millennial, everyone knows <laughs> that Christina Ricci is Wednesday and the other guy is Pugsley. The other right? guy. The other guy. Who apparently is a winter. So, Angelica Houston is oh, whatever. Oh, obviously. What's Morticia. Morticia. Yeah. Raul Julia is... Gomez. Gomez. Um, Christopher Lloyd is... And one of the best characters in the world. Uncle... What's the his name? Fester? Uncle Fester. <laughs> um, Joan Carol Cusack Kane. is... Carol and, Kane is cousin whatever. Right. But okay, but the most important character is Joan Cusack as... What's her face? The, as the as, Black Widow. Yeah, obviously. She's not even part of the original canon, but she's still the best character in that movie. Okay, enough about that. And do you know what they got me? Malibu Barbie. Pugsley is Ariel Winter's brother. This is fascinating. Apparently, <laughs> Ariel Winter's older brother was also a child star, played Pugsley, decided not to be in showbiz, mm, shocker, and now does not do it anymore. His name is um, Jimmy Workman. What I love about this, or what I love, what depresses me about this, but like interests me, is it just further proves how mm, intense Ariel Winter's parents must be. Her mm-hmm. mom, namely, which she has spoken about on many occasions. Um, for having literally tried uh, to make their first kid a star and now trying to make their second kid a star. Yeah, it really does. It, it, really, it really speaks adds, to it. It adds a whole other chapter to this where it's like you understand why, I mean, this is all speculation, but you can understand <laughs> the thought process behind like really pushing Ariel Winter because they tried it once and they almost had it. Yeah. And Pugsley. then he was like, I don't want to do this. Right. And they were like, we got to start over. And they were like, now we're even more dedicated to making this yeah. work because we were right on the on the on the edge of something, right? No, and now it's, it's like it, it, it makes it makes it even nastier. It's very telling. We'll just yeah. say that. Like, but it, who knows what the real story is? That's just what it sounds like. I mean, I kind of don't remember, but didn't she say stuff about her mom? She's not. Like, yeah, she yeah. hates her mom. Yeah, she got so she's not. Her mom. Yeah, so it's not just us saying like she her parents are bad. It's like she literally got emancipated from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just says a lot about the psyche of a uh, child star parent, mm-hmm. a, a child star parent, whatever. Of a child star it. parent. And then um, a momager. Oh God. Speaking of Addison Lee Value, here's a quick call we've had forever, but never figured out um, when to use it. Yeah. Hi, could you guys just talk about Christine Bransky? Good form, Bella Thorne. <laughs> Could you guys just talk about Christine Baranski? We had no reason to talk about Christine Baranski. This is Baranski like why right I started now. a podcast. This call is so that one day somebody would call me and say, Hey, I really just want to hear what you think about Christine Baranski. <laughs> what do you think about Christine Baranski? Who we call her because she was one of the camp counselors in Adam's Family Values. Oh, God, she's great. I think what she's great. Think about her? I think she's great. What do you think about her? I also think she's great. That's it? Right? That's. I think she's great. When I think of Christine Baranski, I think of. Immediately, which is really sad because I didn't watch The Good Wife. I know everyone like lives for her, and everyone like died for her in The Good Wife. I didn't watch it either. I did. The only scene of The Good Wife I've seen is the final scene, and that show. Spoiler alert! Skip forward fifteen seconds if you don't want to hear this. Apparently, I've seen. I don't do this. Uh, don't do this. 
Juliana Margulies gets slapped by Christine Bransky, and that's how the show ends. Oh, wait. That's Christine Bransky slaps Juliana Margulies in the face, and then the show ends. Wait, like the, the whole series show? Ends. The whole show. Yeah. Wow. We'll watch the scene after. But yeah, that's what happens. When, you know, to be fair, that's not really a spoiler as much as it makes me actually want to watch it. No, me, t- Don't I mean, you me think? too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, Christine Bransky started as like a TV star. Uh, She's kind of one of those people that you forget about, but is always good. And I mean, forget about just because. It's hard to be, like, an older actress in Hollywood, and thank God TV has, like, brought older women in Hollywood back into, like, fame because they're doing all these amazing TV roles. But she kind of sometimes gets lost for me in a group of women that I love, love, love so much. But, like, her, you know? She's very, like, um, she's sort of, like, this is an insane comparison. Yeah. But it's, like, it's B.B. Newirth in a way. Very (laughs) B.B. Newirth where it's, like... They're they're best known for really weird, wacky, sort of zany TV roles, but they start they like went to Juilliard. They like right, were, right. they're actually Broadway actresses. Right. You know, like they win right. Tonys. Right. But like she's known for television. And up until right. the good wife, which I guess is a, like an iconic dramatic And then role, now the good fight. And now the good fight. She's starring. I I knew her because my parents watched that show Sybil, even though it wasn't on long. So like every once in a while I would see that show fucking. Your, Sybil. your parents watched Sybil? They watched Sybil. Oh, it's, I don't I don't get into it. Um, but they also, not they, I was really into that fucking movie, uh, what is it? The one with Steve Martin and Eddie Murphy? Um, the one where they have, they have to fake make the movie with Eddie Murphy, but he doesn't want to be in it. And it's like the Scientology movie. And so they have to use Eddie Murphy's twin brother. Wait, what the hell is it called? Bowfinger. Bowfinger. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's in That's a weird movie. And they cast her as this person. And one of her main scenes is... Every time she sees Eddie Murphy, she's mad at him for some reason. I don't remember, but like she just screams bastard at him. And mm-hmm. so it's like every time I think of Christine Bransky, it's this like insane role where she's just screaming bastard at Eddie Murphy. But I think she's of, known for so much more than that. I think of her in the birdcage. That's my number one. My number oh two. Oh my god. I know. She's my, the pe- she's the real mom. She's yeah. the biological yeah, mom. Yeah, she's amazing. Oh my god. And then god. I think of sadly, the second thing I think of is uh Grinch Stole Christmas because I always think of everyone's nose in that movie. They cast people who have that like really But then uh, they exaggerate nose. The nose. Right. Right, so but you, she still has kind of the nose that goes up. So I always think of her as like a who in that a who, who? yeah, a yeah. Who? She's, she's literally a who. a who. She's literally a who. She played a who. But um, I completely forgot Birdcage. Maybe her most iconic role. Yeah, and also maybe her third most iconic role, Mamma Mia, and then <laughs> her fourth my fourth most iconic role, the upcoming Mamma Mia! Um, exclamation point. Here we go again. I am so excited for Mamma Mia too. I didn't even like Mamma Mia one, but the idea that they're literally bringing it back years later is fucking insane. You know what, Mamma Mia is the most successful, the the biggest, the most profitable movie in like British history. It's the biggest. It's number one of the all time box office in the UK. I think I walked out of the musical when I saw the musical. And I love ABBA so much. This is the problem. Mamma Mia the musical and ABBA, to me, are, like, so on separate, uh, in separate worlds. Yeah. Like, ABBA's good. Mamma Mia is one of the worst. (laughs) Mamma Mia's insane. Mamma Mia's crazy. It's insane. A crazy, it's wild to me that it was so successful and, like, sort of reignited the love of Pierce Brosnan's musicals. Pierce Brosnan's He's the worst voice in the world. One of the worst singers who's ever been recorded Um, on film. Where are those happy days? They seem so hard to find. I tried to reach for you, but you have closed your mind. Whatever happened to our love, I wish I understood. It used to be so nice, it used to be so good. But the last thing I want to say about it is that Mila Kunis <laughs> is... What? 
she's gonna play Mila Kunis's mom in Bad Moms too. Bad Moms Christmas. I can't oh yeah, wait. no, it looks amazing. And Bad Moms, <laughs> for all of you who didn't see Bad Moms because it's called Bad Moms. Bad Moms is good. <laughs> Bad Moms isn't great, but it's let me good. tell you something. Bad Moms is good. Better than Rough Night. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen Rough Night, but I believe you. Um. Also, here we go. Catherine Hahn. Mom and Mia, here we go again. Is is direct written by Al Parker, your best friend, who wrote um Best Exotic. Al Parker <laughs> wrote Mom and Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Get that money. Oh, I yeah. love all. He, wrote, he um, directed it too. <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Everyone, just a little information. Al Parker uh, wrote uh, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel and the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel too. Okay, it's called The Second Best Exotic Marigold Those are two Hotel. Bobby's number one and number two favorite movies. Oh my god, oh! Yeah, I'm telling you. Did Good you know? for him! Yep. I love him. Mm-hmm. And also, so nice. And also shares in this movie. He was so nice. I was, uh, after I interviewed him for The Second Best Exotic Marigold Hotel and I went to the premiere. Well, oh, you were I was there. there. I was there. And I like saw him because we had never met in person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hi, Ole. And I he was, was like, And he was like, oh, hello, hello, Bobby. And I was he gave there. me a hug and I was like, ah! I was literally watching and he's, this. And he's married to uh, Tandy Newton. Yeah, I know. And they have kids. I know. And the kids were there, but I was like, where's Tandy? But Tandy wasn't there and I was sad because I really wanted to right see Tandy. And this was right before Tandy. It was before Westworld. Right before Westworld. Before so Westworld. Tandy was still kind of more like a vague no one really character. Knew. No yeah. one really knew. And then she came back. Anyways, uh, Mamma Mia, exclamation wow, this point. Really Here we go again. Over the place. That's going to be such a good movie. This went all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who's also in it? Stellan, Stars- Stellan Skarsgård. Shout oh, out a few episodes ago. Daddy. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. It's Joyce calling from Toronto. Um, I wanted to know about Post Malone. I've seen him in a bunch of memes that have popped up and um, he also showed up in the news. He was like uh, a number one hit, but then also maybe that was a scam. I don't never heard of him before. And suddenly I see him everywhere. Can you please explain who he is? Uh, thanks a lot. Good for him, Bill Thorne. Bye now. The only thing you really need to know is that song that's number one right now. The one that sounds like the one this. The 21 Savage. Sounds like this. Pull up at the mall and they surround us, man. I'm feeling like a pop star. Um, that's Post Malone. He is a uh, white rapper, white guy rapper from Texas originally. He's was born somewhere else. He was born in like Philadelphia, but he, oh, Syracuse. Grew up in Texas. But he grew up in Texas. I texted my friend Grapevine, who works which at is Billboard. D- Dallas. Great. Good to know. I texted my friend who works at Billboard and said, is there anything like I need to know? Like, what am I missing anything? Because honestly, Googling around about him, there was no fun drama. No one he dated that was interesting. I just couldn't. And they were like, not off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. You know? You know who he looks like when I look at him? He looks like Adam Durwitz's, like, illegitimate son when you look at him. <laughs> Adam Dur- Really? Look at it. Is it the hair? It's the hair and, yeah. like, sort of, like, the dopey smile. Sort of, like, he looks... He's one of those people who, like, look stoned even though he's not stoned, you know? Yeah, he's literally 22 years old also, so he's a baby. Um, I remember him because he had a great song with Justin Bieber, which is so strange. That was, like, his first come-up situation where he was on a song with Bieber. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably gonna I probably sound like ignorant. I don't know a ton about him. And honestly, I've been kind of off my rap paying attention situation right now. I've actually noticed that from you. <laughs> really? No, I've noticed that you know fewer like current rap artists I than feel you normally like used to. This is a big thing for me and I've had some issues with it. I feel like in your life you can only pay attention to so many things, right? You can only be really good about um, you have to choose two. Like, you can only care a lot about movies or TV or books or music at once, right? So mm-hmm. there's only so much time that you have to, like, be an expert in all these things. And for me, music has fallen off so much just because I don't have to anymore. Yeah. When I worked at Vulture, I really you had, had to. to. You had to. Um, but so, yeah, I've stopped kind of paying attention. And the crazy thing is when you stop paying attention, you miss 
everything. Mm-hmm. You have to really. Anyway, so right. So I used to like know more about rap. I don't really know about rap anymore. I definitely saw this guy open for Justin Bieber on his tour. That's all I really mm-hmm. can tell you. Lindsay talking about like music, like growing up, like I was waiting for a, an alarm to go off and be like, our time's up, Lindsay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> our 45 minutes are up. Oh, like a therapist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I go to my therapist and I spend 45 minutes being like, I don't listen to rap anymore. And it's really been <laughs> tough for me. Um, just honestly getting along in the world. Uh, also, I mean, the best new album is Demi Lovato. So who's really like... Daddy know? issues. Yeah. Um, Are we done here? I think so. We got to go to our show, which is about to happen. So No, um, we got to go eat a burrito, go to the Golden Gate Bridge, which Bobby needs to see in person. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. We will see <laughs> you guys later. We'll see you in D.C. next week. We will see you in Boston a couple weeks after that, then New York again. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Bye. Goodbye. You will drive it. Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by the new series Dynasty. Watch it Wednesdays at 9, 8 central on The CW. That was a HeadGum podcast. My grandmother's final words before she died were, Good, good form, form, Bella, Bella Thorne. Thorne. <laughs>